everybody, and welcome to Paul Lesnick Behind the Curtain. My chance to step away from politics on the TV side and talk about something arguably more fun, which is theater and entertainment. And today I'm so happy to take you to the current production at the Mercury Theater on Southport. It's Clue. If you, maybe you've seen it already. You need to see it again. But either way, you need to know all about this fantastic show. Then again, everything Mercury does is fantastic. So, you know. I'm just, I'm, I'm sold by their theaters. Joining me, in fact, let's introduce the executive director of Mercury Theater and the director of the show, Clue, Walter Stearns, joins me again. Walter, we've talked through the years on more interviews than I can count, but that's a good I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And two of the stars, that's not fair because it's an ensemble cast, but uh, two of the standout players from the show, uh, Jonah Winston, who plays Colonel Mustard, and Mark David Kaplan, who plays Wadsworth, sort of our host for the evening, we in the audience, for Clue, both join me. And I, I have to tell you, I specifically, this whole cast is great and everybody's wonderful, but for me, you guys are just such, and I mean this in a good way, show stealers, that I, I just got to talk to these guys, and here you all are. But that is said with all respect to your fellow cast members, because it's just a stellar cast. So welcome, welcome, everybody. Thank and you. We're going to get to the plot of Clue, but first, Joan, I have to ask, you know, you were, of course, in The Play That Goes Wrong. Is this becoming your thing now that you are in just these disaster shows where things are going haywire? And is that what Jonah Winston means? You know, honestly, if the shoe fits, uh, I'll wear it as many times as people need me to. You know, I think people just like seeing me wear yellow and fall out of my face nine <laughs> times on that nine times out of ten, which is completely fine as far as I'm concerned. But I have a lot of fun just doing these shows, and I'm happy that people think I'm funny at the very least. You know, my wife always kind of keeps me honest and humble by being like, you know, you're, you're just kind of funny sometimes, and I'm all thank you that that keeps re- me in reality, which is a good thing. <laughs> truth is in these in, in disaster like shows where things have to go wrong and all that the truth is we're not supposed to know it but the truth is things can go wrong even when they go wrong so you absolutely have to be ready for that absolutely absolutely and you know what that's what kind of as an actor keeps you on your toes keeps the show fresh and live every night you don't know what's going to happen sometimes and you it's about listening and just reacting to what your scene partner gives you and sometimes reacting to what the stage itself gives you and then you just keep going and we talk about it afterwards like well that was zany let's hope that that doesn't happen again or it does happen again you never know or walter sits you down and says you i want to talk to you but anyway. yeah exactly <laughs> it's just like hey let's tone it down a little like, okay <laughs> and, I'm and, and, and yeah we'll talk about the craziness and mark just to come to you because i i well i see a lot of stuff i know you were in mercury's little shop but i saw you in uh, kinky boots at paramount so Listen, do we, are we having more fun when you play the more intimate Mercury Theater space than, um, I mean, Paramount is, is its own experience and stuff, but they're different. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the great thing about doing Clue at the Mercury, and I mean, this is the reality of live theater. I, I just, I love the fact that, um, that we are in a great way beholden to our space. I love I love the diametrically opposed ideas of, you know, when, when Nancy Wagner, who plays Mrs. Peacock, comes and goes, my, what a large house. And I love I loved investing in that reality of, no, this is exactly where this story is supposed to be told right now. It's supposed to be right here. I mean, the vantage point that the audience has is should be this close. I mean, a movie is one thing. We could be epic and grandiose. You know, we can use all of those other faculties that are employed. But the reality is 
this story works so well in this small space. It's supposed to be And the audience is such a part of it. Walter, let me let me have you give us the story of Clue, because depending on people's age watching this, they either go, oh, that's the game. Oh, that's the movie. Oh, that's the musical. Oh, and, and, and so tell us about Clue and which one does it plug into? Yeah, so it is, uh, you know, it started as this great Parker Brothers board game. And that inspired a motion picture in the 80s. And the motion picture inspired uh, uh, this play, this live adaptation of a really classic mystery comedy. Um, you know, the movie starred such comic legends as Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, Eileen Brennan. Uh, it's just kind of a who's who of comedy films. And our stage adaptation uh sort of introduces a liveness to it that uh, could never be captured in a, in a movie. You know, these are actors who are, you know, at the top of their game and they're playing with each other and they're playing, you know, I think Mark said it so well, it's sort of the joy of live theater. It's kind of like an anything can happen scenario. Um, and so these characters, these wild characters, Colonel Mustard and Miss Scarlet and Mrs. Peacock, they all arrive at the at the great body manor at the top of the night and murder and mystery ensues. And somebody says, OK, we've got 60 minutes and the police will be here in an hour. So we've got to figure this out in an hour. And it's done in real time. And uh, the sort of these wild antics ensue. And because it's based on a board game, we've got to go to a lot of different locations and we've got to do it swiftly and animated. And, um, and it's, uh, it's a great, you know, 90 minute adventure that we take the audience on. The audience gets on board and for 90 minutes, it's just laughs and comedy and mystery and murder. <laughs> yeah. And those go together. And and, and 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 by the way, no intermission. So it just it, it goes and takes us through, uh, which is great. One more question for you, Walter, because I know while well, the play itself was written by Jonathan Lynn, but in doing a little homework, one of the both, there's some extra material by Eric Price, but also Hunter Foster. Is that the Hunter Foster we would know from Urine Town and Little Shop? Of course it is. Hunter Hunter went on to become the artistic director. I think it's I think he's artistic director at Algonquin Playhouse, where they had a premiere of this work. Yeah. Um, Sandy Rustin is really the playwright. It's based on the film by Jonathan, but Sandy adapted it to the stage. And then, um, you know, everybody's kind of got their hands and their fingerprints all over this thing because it's been tooled and reworked and refined. And now it is this great little machine of a show. I'm super proud of the machine that we built at the Mercury Theater. It feels like you wind them up or you put a quarter in the machine and off they run to the races. And it just, it hits the ground running and it captures the audience's attention right at the get-go. And, and uh, it is just, it's an adventure. That's the only way I can describe it. And Mark, one of the reasons I, I wanted you to join us, and so glad you could, you're kind of the host. You, you are the connection to the audience. You're sort of the, telling us the story and working everything through. So talk to us about Wadsworth, your character. And because uh, my, my memory is, I, I mean, he's not, Wadsworth is not a character in the game, right? I mean, this is something that's, that's developed for this, yeah, for the show. He was, he was developed, brilliantly played in the film by Tim Curry, who I, I think about now and again, just for a minute, just because there's that, there's an archetype that is, to be respected. So I, I do think about him, but Wadsworth is, Wadsworth is our conduit as an audience. He's actually asking all the questions that anybody who would be coming to the house 
you know, would ask of all these people. And, and you, you find, you find out at different points in time uh, that he's also being led at a certain point uh, to, uh, to have guided everyone to the house. And so the great, the great thing about what they've done with the, with the script is it, 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 it unfolds beat by beat. And if you listen as an audience member, he's, he's helping ask leading pointed questions that continue to prevail through the evening. So it's like, Oh, well, Remember that from that scene? We just talked about that. Because it, it's a great, I mean, people who know the movie know some of that. And there's stuff added into the, into, the, into the stage version, obviously, that, you know, you can't do in a film. You can do lots of things in a film, but you can't encapsulate something and make it happen. Literally, we don't cut. We go from moment to moment. And so he's responsible for keeping that ball rolling. And then we find out in, in different, different ways why he's there, too. You know, I mean... It, I sort of throw that up in the air. Sometimes I'm like, how much does he know tonight? That's my live theater thing. I was like, how much am I going to know tonight? Okay. I'm not going to know that. You know, it, it, it's, it's fun. We throw, we throw the ball at each other and we all catch it differently. Jonah, you can attest to that, right? We just sort of let's see what happens tonight. You know? So every show we're, we are getting, Mark, we're getting some improv. Yes, we are. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I I'm a, not everybody believe, uh, agrees with this, maybe, Paul, but I am a believer that the energy that we get off every night, that is, even if the lines are the same, the intent can be a little bit different. Yeah. And that, to me, is enough of the improv. You know, it's, it's, there's a different energy. Everybody comes in with a different energy every night. It's about, a, it's about this amazing ensemble of people. It's really a show about ensemble. But we all bring that to the stage every night. So to me, that is the difference of every evening in the improv. And Jonah, I was going to come to you. I'm so glad Mark talked about the ensemble because every one of these characters, the dress, and I know this could be a Walter question, but the dress, the costume, the hair, the makeup, um, it's just amazing. Talk about, I mean, everybody from Mr. Green to Mrs. Peacock, the cast of characters is just amazing. And your character, um, this sort of bumbling guy who's, I don't know, if he's as ignorant as he play, you know, as he kind of comes across, but it's just funny. Thank you. <laughs> you know, at my Colonel Mustard, what, what I aimed for, you know, played brilliantly in the movie. Tim Curry played Wadsworth. Martin Mull played famously the uh, Colonel Mustard in the film. And he was kind of my touchstone for this. But so much of what I am bringing to Colonel Mustard is just confidently incorrect. You know, this is a man who's probably out of his depth more than he realizes most of his life. Uh, and he's just there to participate in, you know, speaking with Walter and working with what this character is. It's, you know, he, he doesn't get invited to parties like this too often. So he's just happy to be there. He's doing his best to kind of engage with people and, when things are discovered about him or he's trying to add two cents, he's trying to help, as Mark put, keep the ball rolling. You know, he just kind of keeps putting his foot in his mouth or stepping in it. And then as the play goes on, just reveals that he's kind of this cowardly, bumbling character and just, you know, wanted somebody to talk with at the end of the day when it's all said and done, you know? So uh, it's it's easy to play a character that it's just say the lines that Sandy Rustin has written as confidently as you can and then let people laugh at you. So it, it makes my job way easier. <laughs> yeah, and your facial expressions too and just your takes after you say things people are just brilliant. 
And, 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 you know, Walter, there's the famous line, no, there's no small parts, only small actors, right? We've all heard that. And what I love about this is and I have Honey West in mind because she'll be your main stage star in one production of Priscilla. And then the next production, a lesser role here playing the, the cook. She is a scream. I mean, the Honey West. And so I, I'm sure if you, come, you track these folks that come to Mercury, that whether it's going to be a huge role or not a huge role, they can each have a presence. And Honey's one of those people, whenever she's on stage, whatever she's doing, has a presence. She's unforgettable, isn't she? They all are. This this team of, uh, what is it, 10, 11 people on stage, they've all got their moment to shine out there. And, you know, she's in, she's in, uh, kind of a it feels like a smaller role but it's such a significant role and she um you know i i hate to say it but they they have this expression in the theater you know about how they chew up the scenery and i'm like these people are just chewing it up and spitting it out it's so good so as you as a director walter that's sort of interesting so you know you have to balance this this ensemble cast and everybody's got their roles and so do you have the sense of I think like Mark was saying, you know, well, we, we want to tone this down or did you and your directing just let everybody bring their characters to full life and what happens happens? Well, I, you know, we work together. We work together very hard. And um, my role is not only to wrangle them, to pull them together into this cohesive story, into this, I call it a machine, but you know what I mean. Um, but I also have this BS meter. Uh, because at the root of it all, it's got to feel real. It's got to feel believable. It's got to feel honest. It's got to feel true. Because if the audience isn't buying into it, then we're in trouble. So every once in a while, I got to call, hey, that thing that you're doing, it's a little broad. It's a little wrong. It's a little unbelievable. And that's when we pull them back a little bit. Um, because it's so easy for them to get way out of control when they have such outrageous characters and these outrageous situations. And it's and my, Mark, I, it's my role to pull them and together. And for me, that, that, and this, this is just my observation, but I feel as though Mark is critical to that because while all the characters can be seen a bit caricaturish, again, not, not, I mean, I mean, that is a good thing. They're just, you know, they're just these larger than life sort of figures that each, you know, fit a particular persona. But Mark, your character of Wadsworth, if anybody is going to be the most sort of normal, relatable to the audience, you bring things into them. Maybe what Walter's saying is like, you keep the reality because of your character. That's true. That's true, actually. And I love that, the BS meter. I call it the big show meter. That's what you mean. <laughs> but but th- that actually even harkens back to what I was saying earlier. If you keep reinvestigating question, why you ask questions in the play, do you know, you stay at the heart of it and you don't get too big. You know, it, you, you, go, you have to go back to, I mean, it's acting and reacting, but you have to go back to the source of why you're really asking a question. And if we don't, if we trust what we did another night when we were in another, another mindset, you know, it's like, that's, that was a week ago. You know, like that's, that's the freshness of life theater. It's like, no, you're asking this question, but the, you know, all of the stakes are as high as they were the first time you did this play. That And that is the joy, and I will go further, and, and branching off of what Walt said, that is the joy of this company. It's about trust. I mean, his role really is trusting your director, trusting your ensemble. We all, you know, like you said, chewing the scenery. There might be some chewing, but we save some for everybody. You know, it's not just one person doing this. It takes the entire village and the trust that is in to say, oh, Walter, tell me what that looked like. It looked too big. Yes, it was too big. 
And then you go, you have no ego. You go, you're right. It's too big. Thank you. That's why you're here. That's why we're all, you know, trusting each other to make this happen. Even to go so far as, are you comfortable with that? Like what, what I'm doing physically? We all, we did, we, there was so much care taken. You know, it's a physical show. And I said this recently, it's a physical show where we all have to sort of be vying for something. And almost there's a little bit of hatred laced in some of these characters. But the reality is it's all of these actors who love each other so much who are going, are you safe? Is this good? Are we, are we good? And that, all of that coming together, Paul, is what really makes the sense of, you know, the, the, the community and the company making this work for real, no BS, every time. So well put, and it really it really does capsulize everything because as you're talking and I'm I'm picturing back, you know, to watching the show, and that's exactly what you see. So Jonah, take us behind the curtain a little bit. When you guys, everybody at moments is in a scene where you're kind of walled off from everybody, you're in a room because it's gonna open up and something goofy's gonna happen. Right. I would have trouble staying in character. I would be behind that scene while we're all private and saying stupid things and being out of character. Do you do that? Or do you guys, you stay in character, you do your thing, or do you have some fun and you just try to make sure that fun is done before we see you again? You know, we make sure that that fun is done before you see us again. There are so many moments that, uh, you know, so much of the play, we're, we're all on stage in some capacity. We have very little time off stage, but those moments that we do off stage are us getting the giggles out, getting anything that may have just happened on stage, somebody f- flubbing a line or saying something different. Or as Mark said, it keeps it fresh every night where we 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 continue to have this sense of play every single night where we will pitch a line differently or somebody will give you something a little more nuanced or maybe a little more chewy over the top. And it's it's our job to control that and respond in the moment. But then the minute we get off stage, it's immediately like, so you decided to do this tonight. Oh, you decided to say this tonight. Oh, this came out a little funny. You know what I mean? And we're all laughing and joking with each other. And then it's immediately, all right, drop back into the murder mystery here. Let's get back out there and continue with what we're doing. But yeah, we have moments where we're, we're kind of laughing and giggling at each other. Like, oh my gosh, that was so great. You should do this. You should try that. You should make that happen. Yeah, I would totally be off script that way. <laughs> and, and Mark, you know, there's a scene for me. It's reminiscent. I don't know if it's intended to be, but reminiscent of the producers where, of course, towards the and you give us the summary of what's happened. And, and for me, it's very Nathan Lane and the producers, you know, the number I'm talking about in prison. I, was that, and it could be a Walter question as to Walter, I'm coming back to you in a second, but for you, Mark, what, what, is that the way it's written? Because I've never seen the show before, you guys. Is um, it written that way or was that? It, it is written that way. I mean, it, and, and that's also, again, a convention that when you go back and there's some, you know, things that happen. I don't know if you remember in the movie, they, they gave you, when it first came out, it had different endings and different things that happened. So I think when they... When they tried to achieve all of that information in this play form, that was one of the byproducts, I think. And it also happens, I guess, to an extent in the film. But the reality of doing it in real time, no cuts. Um, I would say, and uh, Walter, you probably, like, yeah, we, we found our own way with it because there were things that, I mean, this is no disrespect to, to writing, you know, we found things that worked a little bit better for us if we tried something with a little bit of, of a different intention that might have been suggested, but that's the joy of, you know, doing your own, your own version of it. My, I have a, I have a friend actually who came to the show and, and they texted me and said, Oh, all those years of forbidden Broadway paid off. And I was like, you know, and that for me, I did for, you know, decades, but it, but it was that idea of forge ahead, you know, find the reality. And, 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 and when a, you get a big concentrated 
you know, pocket of information. And I thought, I approached it like any other scene. I was like, okay, this happened. I watched people in the play. Oh, she did it like this tonight. Okay, clock that for later. You know, I, I, I really do take that as moment to moment. And we just sped it up a little bit. I, I've spoken too much about it. Walter, I'll let you espouse. <laughs> I don't know what I could did, add. Did you have the producers in mind when you did that? I mean, or it's just, no, it's just it's it's, that's all that. You know, a few months ago, we saw the movie in a movie theater. It was at the music box and it was at 11 o'clock at night and on a, like a work night, like on a Tuesday. And you wouldn't expect there to be that big an audience. It was a sellout. There were a thousand people there to see it that night. And I tell you, this audience, they know this movie so well. And there's this moment in the movie where Tim Curry says, well, let's retrace our steps. And oh my God, you could feel the room just sort of erupting because they knew what was coming next. And that's what happens on stage. It's this this retelling of the show again. And, and it's, it's compact and it's fast and it's funny. Um, but, you know, there is a moment in Murder Mysteries where they go, let's, let's take a look at the evidence. And that's what this is. And by the way, Mark, I'd have trouble memorizing that. Could you, you goof that up at night? I would. I had my moments where I had to clock, I had to create an entire through line for myself. And it, it, it's such a patient ensemble of people who I'd be like, even in rehearsals, when we were trying to get off book first, I was, I was like, what's next? <laughs> you know, but, but, but I, I did find I'm a very physically led person, as if you've seen this show. And, you know, as is Jonah, I'm going to go out. We all, we, all, we all just invest in each other's physicality. And when I was able to incorporate the entire thing in my body, it makes sense to me now. It totally makes sense. And, you know, it, it's like learning. I don't know. Is it akin to learning to be or not to be? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Probably maybe a little bit. You have to find you have to find your own beat changes. And I, I found them somehow. They're there. They change. Little. By the way, what one question from suburban geography we might call it? Did, when you did Forbidden Broadway, did you ever work with Greg Edelman? I know Greg. Other, I know Greg because he went to actually went to college with my sister. He went to Northwestern. Yeah. Oh, okay. We grew up together. I was just curious. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and I've met him before, but no, we were a little different uh, generations of Forbidden. That means we're a different generation. This is depressing. Only, uh, only a little. Okay. So Walter, you know, if you stop the typical theater person and say, "What kind of shows does Mercury do?" They're probably going to say musicals up front, and and you are so well known for the musicals, you know, from Priscilla, just on, 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 on. And there is some sheer madness in the background, so it's not that these madcap comedies don't happen, but post pandemic, when we almost lost the Mercury, but thankfully we didn't, is any of that a process of of the shows that you are selecting now? You're still doing musicals, but how do you identify Mercury today? Sure. Uh, well. Uh, that's a good question. There's, um, uh, we we attract a younger demographic, and uh, audience, we do, yeah, we do um, more irreverent kind of work. Um, I, I like to say we're we're not your grandma's, you know, suburban theater experience, All right? Um, and uh, and so I. Th- think, uh, you know, uh, this show has, it's not a musical, but it's got a kind of a musical feel to it. And um, it, it, there certainly is choreography and there's music and there's that sort of like, um, it, it, it feels like a musical. 
sometimes sometimes I go to plays and I think to myself, gosh, it'd be great if they would just sing. <laughs> this is he maybe said that one a couple of those times plays. during this rehearsal too. He did. He was like, oh, oh break. You might as well break into it. Well, Jonah, you were in spam a lot. You've got the music thing behind you. So, yeah. it's, you know. Absolutely. Well, you know, the cast backstage, we all said, like, if we were going to be instruments in this show, what would we be? And I said, well, Colonel Mustard would be a tuba just out there, as pompous and boisterous as it could be until it <laughs> fell over onto its face. So, you know. <laughs> well, you you have to admit, I think others would agree, Jonah, you, your your voice is amazing. That that just that vocal tone you have is is just an amazing gift that you've got. Thank you. <laughs> I tell I tell people, I'm like, I, I know, and I get to listen to it every day. Isn't it great? <laughs> Do you have any, is there any opera in your background at all? There is. Uh, I, you know, musical theater primarily, but, you know, I've told people, I'm like, man, if I could do it over again, maybe I should have gotten more into opera. But I've got a few arias in my pocket here and there. And if I need to sing more legato drawn out, I can. And I've, I've worked a couple of shows even at the Lyric Opera of Chicago here in town. So they'll take me every now and again. I, yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised. That's why, I mean, it's just, I'm so, I'm so glad I'm right that I, that I heard that. Absolutely. Uh, and of course, I'm not a big opera guy, but the Lyric sees me when they're doing Fiddler on the Roof, West Side Story, Showboat. showboat. <laughs> they got smart over there, Walter. They said, we need to do a Broadway thing once in a while and fill this place. Yes. <laughs> And they it did. is smart, yeah. And they, yeah, and and by the way, since I have you and I, you know, this is going to. I mean, because your show runs through January first, but but it'll air. You know, this will this will launch before that. Can you? There's a couple of other great things coming up in the Venus Cabaret space that I think we should mention. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Now, we've yeah, got so, a so, go ahead. We've we've got a big season that we've recently announced at Mercury Theater in the Venus Cabaret, and uh, we kick into gear in late January, early February with an intimate experience with Billie Holiday called Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill, starring the great Alexis Roston, uh, who's done this role uh, around the world. And she is highly lauded for it. And it's going to be set in our intimate Venus Cabaret Theater. Uh, We'll follow that up with, um, I think it's with Big River, The Legend of Huckleberry Finn on the big Mercury stage. This is a Tony Award-winning musical based, of course, on the Mark Twain uh, story of Huckleberry Finn. That's going to be directed by Christopher Chase Carter, the artistic director at Mercury. Um, uh, In the summer, we'll be doing Rock of Ages, which is a a rock and good tribute show to the 80s. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be a good time. I think that's the the catchphrase is good times. And... um, and then I will be back next fall. I'm directing a musical of the Millbrooks comedy, Young Frankenstein on the Mercury stage, which uh, is our There's fall. that Mel Brooks you know. thing that I keep noticing. Yeah, yeah, I do enjoy good comedy, right? And speaking of Rostins, by the way, we have a Rostin in the form of Mr. Green in this show. Right. Uh, who's absolutely wonderful. Uh, so, just, yeah, it's, it's such great players. And, and, and when I think of Venus Cabaret, what a great space um that that you that you've got going there because it just it allows for so much and even more intimate than the mercury theater space the big space so it's just just brilliant uh that that you do that and and mark what is um i mean you've got till january 1st to do this and and i don't want to run out of time but what's on your agenda do we do we do we know where we'll see you next and joan i'm gonna ask you that too actually yeah i am i'll be doing double duty at the end of december because i'm doing cabaret at porchlight so Ah, okay yes so i'll be 
that, that this is how we work in Chicago. We find another. I mean, I'm I'm so thrilled that I. I mean, you got to go down the less. street to find another gig. Yeah, but I'm I'm thrilled that it's all happening, and I'm I'm getting to do cabaret with Erica Stefan, who's also in Clues. She will also be doing cabaret. So that's my next gig. It's been a it's 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 joyous that I get to go from. I'm polarly opposite things, but one thing to the next. So yeah, are you are you are you the MC? Aren't you sweet? <laughs> oh, I'm Herr Schultz. Oh, okay. I am. Yes. I, I, I know, you know, I, when you talk about the age thing, I actually got offered a role to do it at a theater's doing White Christmas, and they called uh-huh. and I said, Oh, they probably want me to be the Danny Kay, uh, sort of. And and they said, No, we need you to play the general. I'm like, he's almost dead. You know, so <laughs> I'm happy to do it. It's actually, I, and we just uh, discovered Jack Guilford was probably not much older than I was when he did it on Broadway so oh, many years ago. So there fabulous. you go. Love Jack Guilford. And Jonah, what, what, what is in your future after, uh, after Clue? Uh, I'm lucky enough, and they haven't made this cast announcement yet, but I'm lucky enough to be a part of the cast at Big in Big Fish up at Marriott. I'll be playing Carl the Giant and Dr. Bennett in that production. Oh, what? I'll be even taller than I already am. They're planning to put me on at least three or four foot still. Another perfect role. And, you know, and Walter knows that I collect a lot of Broadway and movie props and all that, so I have the original key that Ewan McGregor wore in oh, the film. My- that's around crazy. his neck yeah so, well th- there's two of them there's a a metal key and a plastic key the metal one was when he's just standing around i have the plastic one which is what he would wear when he was running uh well of course you don't want that hitting the face so. <laughs> so yeah we might have to you know donate that to the show maybe not uh, we'll let him use it and so walter you you just have this ability to bring such incredible cast members together so when i see the shows you're doing i very quickly then want to see who you cast or who was getting cast uh, in the shows because Mercury also, when you talked about the, you know, the, the younger reach, and I just thought, well, you could also be talking about the theater community because it seems as though everybody wants to work at Mercury. It seems that way to me. And maybe because it's the chocolate shop next door with the popcorn. I don't know. That, that is pretty tempting. Isn't it? I don't know. We're, we do take a lot of pride in the experience that we offer, not only to the audience, but also to the artists. Um, I like to say we catch a lot of people on their way up and uh, yeah, catch them on their way up. Mark's only been in this field for what has been like two, three years oh, now, Mark, yeah, something like, like that. Graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. So I'm just catching him on his That's way up. That's why I thought he was playing the MC. I thought maybe you were also playing Brian. You were playing the, you know, I mean, it could have been a very young. See, young right. That guy's uh, going someplace. You better believe it. Oh, uh, exactly. yeah, I got a future. Right. Well, you're, you, you've all got futures and you've all got current, so which is just wonderful. I want to encourage everybody to see Clue, uh, the murder mystery over at the Mercury Theater Chicago. Tickets at mercurytheaterchicago.com. I've got that right, Walter, right? Yes. So on. You have until January 1st, a big evening on December 31st, right, Walter? Special New That's Year's. That's right. That's right. We always do New Year's Eve really, really big at the Mercury. I love it. So the audience will probably be drunk. The cast will be drunk. It'll be a great night. New Year's Eve. That's when we'll see crazy things happen. And then the final show on January 1st of 2023. Go to mercurytheaterchicago.com to get your tickets. Walter, everything you do is fantastic. This is not an exception. And you've got a great cast and a great script and a great show. And I congratulate all of you. And for those not with us today, please send them my love and my best because they all work together to create a great ensemble performance. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you.
Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paullisnick.tv. And hey, don't forget to hit subscribe on WGN Plus and iTunes. And tune in each week to hear more Insider Scoop coming to you from behind the curtain.